Welcome to State Lines, where you get the best pro football picks and insider gambling information, and we do it for you each and every week. My name is Jason Gotch, and I'm joined by my co-host, John Spataro, and gambling insider, Ryan Fisher. John, welcome aboard. Always good to hear from you, my friend. Thank you, Jason. I'm excited that it's football season again. The summer has been long and and there's really nothing like uh you know ending the preseason and getting into some games that actually matter can't believe we are only a few moments away from the kickoff of the nfl season on september 5th a little after seven o'clock central time at soldier field does it get any better than the bears and the packers and i know our friend ryan fisher has been looking at all the lines for a long time not just the game line but the lines inside the matchups ryan always good to have you with us as well yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's going to be a it's going to be a great football season. Looking forward to it as are all of our listeners and of course, the big game for our opening show doesn't get any better than the Bears and the Packers. You can find this line, the price, little variations at different places, but mainly between 3 and 3 and a half. Uh, is the line right now. The Bears are favored on their own field. The total is 46. So, Ryan, I want to go to you because we're going to talk about some of the fun proposition bets, big picture stuff here in just a moment. But give the listeners some insight on some of the different variations in the line. For example, uh, the Bears and Packers win total for the season right now, each team nine and a half. The odds to win the division, though, vary just a bit. Yeah, you know, with these two teams, and they're very similar uh, in the expectation for them this year uh, for the bookmakers. So being that there's so many lines out there now and so many legal books that have that have cropped up, you really kind of want to shop around a little bit. You know, the Bears, yeah, their win total is nine and a half, but there's also somewhere it's just nine. And I'll tell you, once you get to that nine, you don't want to be sweating, you know, one more win. That, that you might lose your money on. Uh, the Packers are, are similar stuff. The division, it's the same thing. I mean, and some, you know, the Bears are kind of a, a strong favorite at, you know, at about plus 160, meaning, you know, you bet 100 to win 160. Uh, but at other books, you know, they're about plus 200, which is obviously if you think they're going to win the division, that's, that's a whole lot better. So you really want to shop around a little bit. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of excitement about the bears this year based on what they did last year. So there's a lot of uh, regular guys putting their 20 bucks down on them and that all adds up. And the bears are one of the most heavily bet teams in the entire NFL so far in Las Vegas this year. John, I want to ask you, we heard the numbers, the little bit of variation bears are the favorite. Some places, a strong favorite, a slight favorite to win the division Packers and bears win totals. As I said, nine and a half for each team. Give us a brief overview of how you think the season's going to go for the Bears. Are they the favorite in the North? Would you play them right now? And also, do you think Green Bay, what a down year last year, new coach and Matt LaFleur, do you think they can get back to the top of the heap and maybe surprise some people and dethrone the Bears? Yeah, well, the uncertainty scares me a little bit because putting the Packers and the Bears both at nine and a half and then the Vikings aren't far behind either, uh, all, all bunched together like that just tells me that there is no clear-cut favorite in the eyes of of the lines makers, and I, I think the Bears are going to win the division. I'm, I'm fairly confident in that, but I, I don't know if they're going to get to 10 wins just based on the schedule that they have this year, and you know, new expectations, and and a little bit of a of a second year coach syndrome where you're not really taking anybody surprise by surprise with the offense anymore. I I, I think I like the Bears just under nine and a half at nine wins. 
But, you know, I, I still think they're going to be the, the, the boys to beat in the division. And the Packers are, uh, again, as big as an unknown as anyone in the NFL. We'll see what Matt LaFleur can do. A lot of people are banking on him getting the most out of Rodgers that Mike McCarthy wasn't able to. But, it, again, the uncertainty scares me. I, I, it's not often you see Vegas uh, stack three win totals like that with, with three teams in the same division. It just doesn't make sense unless they don't even really have a, a good feel as who's going to be on top uh, come December and January. Hey, Ryan, if you could build on what John said, because I look at the Bears as a team that I think will win this division, though I think Green Bay could be underrated. Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, we'll see how that relationship develops. But those guys have one thing in common. They both want to win a Super Bowl, and certainly Rodgers would like to join the elite of the elite by winning a second Super Bowl in his great career. So how do you see the division breaking down, and what do you think of these odds to get the 9.5 or 10 wins, or how do you think that's going to play out? Well, I think the most overrated story of the whole offseason has been the, the Rodgers and Lafleur relationship, so to speak. And it's just based off the fact of the Rodgers-McCarthy relationship. But that was actually a thing. I, I just think it's kind of ridiculous to talk about a two-time MVP quarterback and an NFL head coach and about whether they can get on the same page. They're going to be on the same page. They're going to be trying to win. Like To me, that's a non-story. Uh, you know, as you look at these, it, it's interesting. Teams in the same division, they play pretty much the same schedule. But out of the 16 games, there are two that are different. And as you look at the schedule, the Bears, their two games based on winning the division last year are going to be against the Saints and the Rams, who are both considered strong Super Bowl contenders. The Packers, those two games they get, instead of the Saints and Rams, they get the Panthers and 49ers. Now, I actually think one of those two teams will end up making the playoffs, and I don't think the Saints and the Rams are going to be quite as good as what some people think. But overall, you'd have to say that those that two-game difference in schedule is kind of a big advantage to the Packers. So that just makes it a little murkier as you try to figure out total wins and who's going to win the division. Uh, but I think it does put just a little bit more value on the Packers. If they're a higher number than the Bears, and based on that schedule, I would probably lean that way. And I'm, I'm just not a believer in the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Until he does it, I will not put my hard-earned money that way. I'm going to go out and say I think the, ba- the Packers and the Bears both win at least 10 games. And, and building on what you said, Ryan, I, I'm not a believer in Kirk Cousins. Mike Zimmer could be out of a job in Minnesota at the end of the season. I think the Vikings are a bit overrated. And, and until the Lions prove to me they can win the NFC North, uh, Matt Patricia and those guys get it going, I'm not a believer there, too. So I think the Packers and Bears will both have pretty darn good seasons and get to double-digit wins. But I think in the end, the Bears will win the NFC North. This is State Lines, where we give you the latest Illinois football gambling information, and we pick the winners as well. My name's Jason Gotch, joined by gambling insider Ryan Fisher as one of our co-hosts, as is John Spataro. And fellas, this is a fun topic for me because Mitchell Trubisky, it's not as big a controversy in Chicago as Jay Cutler was, where a lot of people like Cutler when he came in. I was never a believer. I know, Ryan, you were never a believer either, but eventually we were proven right that Cutler didn't live up to expectations. But we're getting year three of Mitchell Trubisky of, of people on both sides of the fence. Some think that Mitch is going to be a star. Others think that he's not going to be so good or maybe maybe okay but not great. Uh, give us, Ryan, the numbers here for Mitchell Trubisky to win the NFL MVP award because, yes, he's on the board. And there are a few folks who think he might be a dark horse to get that honor. (laughs) 
Well, it, anything is possible. And uh, he is on the board. His number somewhere right around 40 to 1, depending on where you shop. Uh, you know, a couple concrete numbers, too. They're, his over-under for passing yards for the year is about 37.89 and about 25 and a half touchdown passes. So that's what the bookmakers are expecting out of Trubisky this year. I honestly think he's one of the most important, yet one of the most difficult players in the NFL to peg for this season. Um, you know, if you believe in him and you believe he's going to make a leap in Nagy's second year, you know, running that offense, then there's great value in some of these things. Uh, but if you believe in what your eyes have, have sort of shown you the last couple of years and having watched a lot of football, I don't know if I see that big leap coming. I, I think he'll be solid, but I don't know that he takes the type of step to be uh, an MVP, which at 40 to one is a good, I mean, just to give you an idea, a couple other guys in that same 40 to one range, Kyler Murray with the Cardinals and as a rookie, he's not going to get there. Our guy, Kirk Cousins, who we just talked about. And then, <laughs> and then another quarterback that there's kind of unknowns about this year with Jameis Winston and, and working down with Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians coming in. So that's kind of the class that Trubisky's in. Uh, but he, he's probably the most important out of any of those players to what his team's success will be this year. Um, if he takes a leap, the Bears are going to be great. If he's kind of what he was last year or only slightly better, then they're going to struggle to get to those 10 wins. So, Ryan, if I gather correctly here, you got 20 bucks. You got a chance to put it on an NFL MVP dark horse. You're probably finding somebody other than Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah, I'm going to go buy myself a few beers instead. <laughs> well, John, let's say you're at the bar with Ryan. Are, are you going to join him and put that 20 bucks down and you guys are going to have some fun talking football? Or are you going to say, Ryan, excuse me, I'm going to the window. Let me throw some money on my man Mitch to win the NFL MVP award. Yeah, you know, this is really tough for me, and I'm trying to use my head and, and, and not my heart when it comes to, you know, what I want to happen. I, I would love to see Mitchell Trubisky take that step and drive the Bears to a Super Bowl and pick up an MVP on his way, but I just don't think he's going to get there, Ryan. I think you hit it on the head. I, I think there's a lot of, of hype around him, and there's a lot of understanding that he is the most important player on the Bears and possibly in the NFC uh, when it comes to what this team is capable of, there is, a, you know, a 1% chance if you simulate the season 100 times, I could see one instance where the defense takes over the year and Mitchell plays just well enough to get them to the Super Bowl. And because of that, the writers, you know, give him a nod for just getting the job done and, and taking them to the promised land. But 4,000 to 1 is, is enticing. That's that they're 40 to 1, sorry, four, plus 4,000 is enticing and, and sounds like good money, but it sounds like it'd be better spent on a couple beers than watching it all year uh, to see if Mitch is actually going to play at an MVP level, which he hasn't proved that he can yet. So I'm, I'm taking the beers and, and crossing my fingers that I'm wrong, uh, but, but I can't justify putting any money on that. I'm with you, fellas. I'm right there at the bar drinking with you guys because Mitchell Trubisky, I'd love to see him have a year that would be MVP caliber, but, but I just don't see it. you got to prove it to me first. There are other better bets on the board. Heck, I, you, you see Ben Roethlisberger at 15-1, to 1, even a guy like Baker Mayfield at 14-1, to 1, or maybe even Tom Brady. I saw his odds were like 25-1, to 1, which is kind of remarkable. I know he's only he's 42 years old, but he's still – Tom Brady. When we come back here on State Lines, me, Jason Gotch, joined by Ryan Fisher and John Spataro, we will look at the showdown coming up very shortly at Soldier Field between the Bears and the Packers. We'll break down that game. Also, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. The Chicago Bears have a serious candidate for that award. Plus, 
Ryan's got a dark horse pick for the defensive rookie of the year in the NFL. And we'll do our pro versus Joe segment, sharp versus square. John Spataro will pick against our gambling insider, Ryan Fisher. Or heck, maybe they may go ahead and pick on the same sides. We'll have all that more on State Lines when we return. State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. We pick the winners and we give you the insight as well. My name is Jason Gotch. I'm joined on the show by my co-host, John Spataro, and also gambling insider, Ryan Fisher. Great to have you aboard. Just a few moments away now. Can't believe the summer is almost over and pro football is here. And of course, kicking off the 100th NFL season. What better matchup than the Bears and the Packers Thursday night, September 5th, just after 7 o'clock Central Time on the lakefront in Chicago at Soldier Field. And at the time of this taping, the point spread in this game, you're seeing it at three or three and a half points in favor. The Bears are the favorites, three or three and a half point favorite, depending on where you're shopping for the line, the total right now. Right at about 46. So before we break down the game, give you what we think about the total points also, the point spread, I got another fun proposition bet for you fellas. David Montgomery of the Chicago Bears for the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. This is a guy who was picked in the third round. A lot of folks around the league and in Bears camp have raved about the way David Montgomery fits into Matt Nagy's scheme. So I want to start out with Ryan once again, because you've got the numbers here for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. And you also have some history of running backs versus quarterbacks winning this award. So fill us in on those details, Ryan. Yeah, I think there's some great opportunity this year. Uh you know, with David Montgomery, reading some of the quotes from Matt Nagy, he's obviously very excited about him and what he's done in camp uh you can find him at about 15 to 1 still you know to win the offensive rookie of the year and the reason his number is so high is because we've got the number one pick kyler murray he's the favorite and he's on down around plus 150 and he's the obvious choice to win but for me that's not really so obvious uh the last six years for this award four running backs have won it one wide receiver and only one quarterback, that being Dak Prescott from the from the Cowboys. And even as you go back over the last 15 years, quarterbacks have won it less than half the time. So the quarterback needs to have a it's hard to come in as a rookie and have it a, a great year. And I think Kyler Murray is going to struggle. He's got a terrible offensive line. He's got a brand new coach new to the NFL and Cliff Kingsbury. It's much easier for a running back to sort of slot in and play. And David Montgomery slotting in with a with an experienced quarterback, a, a good system with Matt Nagy. Uh, if they put up some points and he makes some exciting plays, you're definitely going to find some value there at, at 15 to one. John, let me move it over to you. You follow this team very closely. You're well connected to the bears. Your thoughts, could David Montgomery be the rookie of the year? Is there someone else that you're looking at offensively in the NFL that might take that spot? 
He certainly has the skill set to do that. I mean, just the, the few snaps that we saw him play in the preseason, he looked every bit a, a three-down running back in the NFL. He can move. He can, uh, you know, take contact. He can elude contact when necessary. He's got everything he needs to be in a spot uh, to, to really seize the year and, and put up, you know, four figures of rushing yards and, uh, you know, waltz his way to a, to a rookie of the year. However, what's holding him back in my mind is also his greatest asset, which is his coach, Matt Nagy. Nagy did not prove to me last year that he could successfully manage the backfield of Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, and then he even had Taquan Mazel um, mixing in towards the end of the year. So I, I think his nature is to just keep cycling guys through the offense and getting guys on the field with fresh legs and putting people in different places on the field to disguise whatever he wants to do. And there's a workload uh, worry for me there, just that Montgomery isn't going to get 25 carries a game like maybe people think he might. Uh, you know, of course, coaches will say a lot during the preseason and leading up, but we won't know until a few weeks into the season what exactly the plan is uh, for Montgomery. So I'm, I'm a little pessimistic that he's going to get uh, a ton of opportunity to really blow us away. He may score, you know, a handful of touchdowns on the ground. But I, would, I, I still just need to see a little bit more from Nagy that he's going to be able to swap these guys in and out enough um, to really give Montgomery a chance to rack up the yards and impress the voters and take home the Rookie of the Year trophy. I think that's a great point, John, because Matt Nagy is a pass-first coach. It's almost like you have to rein him in and say, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. So we'll see. Montgomery looks like a good fit, but there are other good candidates on the board. One guy I'm looking at, I know that the listeners might think I'm crazy here, Daniel Jones from the Giants. Everybody hates him. They think the Giants picked him way too high. <laughs> Baker Mayfield thinks he's terrible. But I think Eli Manning's terrible at this point in his career. Daniel Jones gets on the field. Maybe he'll defy all the experts and he'll actually win this thing. I know it's a long shot. Maybe you want to take that money to the bar. But for 20 bucks at 20 to 1, I think I throw it on Daniel Jones and, and hope a miracle happens. Now, Ryan, other than David Montgomery, who do you like in this category for NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year? Who would you be your favorite right now? Yeah, like I said, it's one of my favorite categories this year in the in the preseason props because of Kyler Murray being there, and I'm just crossing him off the list, and, and his great odds give everybody else value. And I'm going to stick with the running backs, and I'm going to go out to Oakland and uh, Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. John Gruden, unlike Matt Nagy, John Gruden is not afraid to run the ball. He's not afraid to pound one guy into the ground. Uh, Cadillac Williams, way back, won the Offensive Rookie of the Year when Gruden was coaching the Buccaneers. He had almost 300 carries. Uh, I could see Josh Jacobs doing the same thing, just getting a ton of carries, a ton of yards, a few touchdowns, and doesn't matter if the Raiders are good or not. You know, it's it's going to be all about the numbers, and so that Josh Jacobs is right around eight to one, and I think that's probably the best value on the board. And I know another good value on the board is that Josh Jacobs will have an NFL-approved helmet. He will not complain <laughs> about, unlike Antonio Brown. What a saga that's been in Oakland. Only in Oakland could that happen. Seems like this offseason into preseason play. All right, it's time to go on the record, fellas. For everybody out there in Radio Land, I'll make my pick last, but it's time for Pro versus Joe, Sharp versus Square. We will start off with John Spataro. We'll pick against our insider, Ryan Fisher. John, what do you think? The point spread in the total. Bears-Packers, give us your thought. 
Well, you know, I've I've thought about it a lot, and and I realize that I might not make a lot of friends with this pick, but I'm going with the Packers. But I do think that the Bears could very easily win this game. The three and a half, which it is right now at the time of the recording, is an interesting line. And, you know, I just feel like the energy in the universe is going to make a Bears kicker, uh, you know, win this game. Back on Soldier Field, like I was saying, I think that's going to be the story. And I think it's going to be decided by a field goal. And and I think the Packers, um, you know, sit you know, pretty nicely at, at, at three points or, you know, maybe even a, a one point type win, um, you know, over the Bears if they were going to eke it out. But I, I think the Bears could win by a field goal and still lose on the spread. So I'm going to go with the Packers. I, I understand what I'm saying, uh, but I just I, I, I want to try and cage my excitement for the season. Uh, you know, gauged against the the universal excitement for the Bears. We talked about Trubisky is very, uh, you know, highly betted right now to win the MVP. The Bears going over nine and a half wins is a very big, uh, you know, bet uh, for, for people, the Bears and non-Bears fans alike. So I'm trying to fade the public a little bit. Maybe, Ryan, you can tell me that that's an amateur play, but I, I, I feel good about that. So I think I'm going to go with the Packers uh, t- taking the points, and I think I'm going to go over the 46. I think the Bears defense is good. I think they're going to be very good uh, to great as the season goes on. But Coach Pagano's first game running the, the, the show and calling the shots, I don't know if they're going to be in, in, in peak form. I, I see this being more of a 27-24 or even into the 30s. Uh, I, I think it's, it's going to be a pretty safe over. Um, I'm definitely more confident about that than I am about the, the head-to-head pick. All right, Ryan Fisher, you heard what John Spataro's got to say about the big one between the Bears and the Packers. It's your dance floor. Well, he set me up nicely there. Uh, you know, the line, it's its tough. You've got three, three and a half, and, you know, three is such a key number in the NFL. If I can find three, which I know I can, I'm going to i am gonna be taking the Bears. I'm going to lay the three. Uh, I just think they're a more known quantity at this point. Playing at home, this game's going to mean mean a lot to them to get off on the right foot. The Packers, the offense, it's going to take them a while to find a rhythm. Uh, maybe later in the year it'll be a different story, but right now I'm going to I'm going to stay on the side of the Bears and what I think will be a tight game. But where I'm really focused is I'm my best bet. I'm I'm hitting the under 46 and I'm hitting it pretty good. Uh, you know, as I was talking about earlier with the Packers, I think they're going to hang their hat on defense this year. Uh, they used two first round draft picks on defensive players, which a quick aside, one of those, as we talked about rookie of the year, that's where I think there's some value. The Packers drafted Darnell Savage out of Maryland late in the first round. The guy's just a playmaker at safety. He has a chance to make some interceptions and take him back to the house. He's at 40 to one to win the defensive rookie of the year. And usually people concentrate on guys up front and getting sacks. Well, if he makes a few big game changing plays and pick six type plays, um, you know, he doesn't have to be there every single play in order to kind of grab people's attention. So that's, that's another prop bet to look at the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, The bears, while they're trying to get the offense better, we know they hang their hat on defense. You know, these teams know each other personnel wise going to be a little bit different with schemes with the new coach with Matt LaFleur but I still think uh you know the Bears defense knows how to play Aaron Rodgers a little bit that Packers defense can be much improved I'm I'm staying under the total of 46 and that's my best bet for for Thursday night okay so we've got John on the record we've got Ryan on the record as well so I Jason Gotch will go on the record as well and I'm actually going to take the Packers plus the points in this game 
A lot of unknown quantities, as Ryan and John both mentioned. But I, I have a feeling that what Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers will throw at the Bears, they're not familiar with what those guys are going to bring to the table offensively. And they might be a step ahead of the Bears' defense, at least early in this game. Chuck Pagano, great defensive unit, good coordinator, but a guy working with the Bears for the first time after Vic Fangio left after last season to become the head coach of the Denver Broncos. But I do like the under in this game as well. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. Eventually, the defenses will assert themselves. And the Packers have a making of a pretty good defensive unit as well. Mike Patton in his second year with the Green Bay Packers, similar to what the Bears did with Vic Fangio. They brought in Matt Nagy a year ago, kept Fangio, veteran defensive coordinator. Packers did the same thing. New coach, young coach, and Matt LaFleur keeping a veteran guy, Mike Pettin, around. So I am going to take the Packers plus the points, and I will also take the under of 46. So that will do it for State Lines, our pro football gambling program, focusing a lot on the Chicago Bears and also gambling here in the state of Illinois. For our insider, Ryan Fisher, and our other co-host, John Spataro, my name is Jason Gotch. Good luck, everybody, with the season opener. We'll talk to you next week.